Welcome, my fellow traders, to part two of The Next Variant is Communism. If you didn't get to listen to part one of this treason bite, I want to challenge you to listen to the first one, then come back to this one. But if you wish to stay here with us, then we will be continuing the saga between the federal government and the state of Florida. So let's dive in. The Biden admitted on December the 28th of 2021 in a meeting with the governor that he had no federal solution to COVID and that should be left up to the states. This was kind of like a little late Christmas present to us. He was actually going to tell the truth for once. <laughs> now, the time frame when he said this was right around when the lawsuit regarding his federal vaccine mandate was reaching the Supreme Court. Isn't that interesting? Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. And it ultimately gets down to where the rubber meets the road. So if you heard the video clip, that's exactly what Biden said. No federal solution. It's up to the states. But on January 24th this year, 2022, Biden's Food and Drug Administration suddenly halts the emergency authorization use for the monoclonal antibody treatments by Regeneron and Eli Lilly, you know, the two that Florida pretty much relied on the most, saying that these two specific drugs were not effective against Omicron and have side effects. So we're going to play another clip. It's a short little clip of a reporter asking Jen Psaki about this specific decision by the FDA and what does she have to say about DeSantis because DeSantis is still, he's coming out and criticizing the FDA for doing this. What the FDA is making clear is that these treatments, the ones that they are fighting over, that the governor is fighting over, do not work against Omicron, and they have side effects. That is what the scientists are saying. So with no advance notice, patients in Florida who were scheduled for these monoclonal treatments the next day, the ones that were made by Regeneron and Eli Lilly, that morning they were told that their appointment was canceled, and that it was now illegal for, to give these treatments. So this reporter was asking about it because DeSantis criticized the feds for doing this. The reporter is getting Jen's response. You're going to hear DeSantis talk about those scientists who supposedly did the testing and what they are saying that these two monoclonals are ineffective. However, we got a couple of things that we want to point out. So my question is, is the vaccine any more effective against Omicron? Notice she didn't say it was ineffective against Delta, because it wasn't, and it hasn't been. And something that DeSantis says at another point in time is, how does a doctor know without extensive examination which variant a person has? These vaccines that she and other people are touting about as being the best protection against COVID is a lie because you will hear DeSantis say in this clip that in his state, a lot of his patients, those patients making appointments for monoclonal treatments are the vaccinated. And in a conversation where he appeared on Laura Ingram's show, he gave a statistic saying 75 to 80% Seeking monoclonals are vaccinated patients. That sure is the opposite to what we hear in the mainstream media and by these health experts, isn't it? So if we are using that standard to block this treatment, why aren't we giving that same standard to the vaccine? The CDC director has openly admitted this year, back on January 9th, 2022, on Brett Baer's show on Fox News, 
that the vaccinated are spreading the virus too. She didn't want to, but she had to admit it because Brett pressed her on it. And if you don't believe me, then pray tell, why are these highly vaccinated states at the top of the list for the most COVID cases? Because it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. (laughs) With the majority of them being vaccinated? Yes. So these eastern states, they are going down, but just a few weeks ago, they were incredibly high. Now these you know, states like New York, where 75% are vaccinated, New Jersey, where 73% are fully vaccinated, yet they're the ones who have the highest rates. And they are in the top 10 for the most vaccinated, but yet they're still having, or a couple of weeks ago, they were having huge amount of cases. And then, wait, I thought we're holding the use of monoclonals for side effects. But what about halting the vaccine due to side effects? I mean, because we're having adverse reactions to the vaccines as well. And we're not going to elaborate on this, but we did put a link to an article by justthenews.com. It's an article where there's a military doctor saying that he believes that the COVID vaccines have contributed to the rise of adverse reactions and events in the military in 2021. So evidently there have been a lot of spikes in certain things like heart issues, cancer, miscarriages. He's saying he believes it's because of the vaccine. Feel free to read it. It's very enlightening. But I just find it interesting that she's saying we're stopping these two monoclonals for side effects when the vaccine has some side effects that really no one's talking about. Here's another thing we need to consider. Now, do you realize that more people have died from COVID in 2021 with the vaccine available than when Trump was president in 2020 without the vaccine? So is this vaccine effective? How many shots are we going to need? A fourth? A fifth? A sixth? Hey, I know. I bet when we get the seventh, that's when it'll be effective. (laughs) According to the CDC, there were 385,443 U.S. deaths attributed to COVID in 2020. But in 2021, we had 446,197 deaths as a result of COVID on January the 12th of 2022. And that's with the vaccine. So listen to DeSantis talk the day after Biden's FDA decision to block Florida and other states from using the monoclonals made by Regeneron and Eli Lilly. Early this morning, uh, thousands of Floridians woke up to news that their appointments to get treatment for COVID-19 infection uh, were canceled by the Biden administration, which revoked, outright revoked authorization for two very popular monoclonal antibody treatments that the state of Florida really pioneered over the summer and that we've worked hard to make available uh, to our residents uh, who needed treatment. Mind you, the number of the people that seek this treatment are overwhelmingly people that have been vaccinated, um, but yet they're still infected and many of them are high risk. Now they are relying on revoking this and pulling the rug out from under people on a single non-peer-reviewed, non-clinical study that was actually done by a consultant for a rival company to the other two monoclonal antibody treatments. This is not based on a clinical trial. This is not even peer-reviewed. 
And so this is something that they claim shouldn't be used because we have Omicron. And what we would say in Florida is we have had people use it and we've had good results. It's not 100 percent. We understand that. Uh, but you also don't even know when someone goes in, whether it's Omicron or still the Delta. Yes, mostly in Florida, it's going to be Omicron at this point. Uh, but it's really a reckless decision to be able to take this option away from patients when we've had the site set up, we've had this distributed to different medical uh, uh, groups or, or hospitals. And if somebody wants to try, it was very effective against the Delta. If you look at once that the, that program went in, you know, you saw a huge decline in hospitalizations. And we were proud to be able to fill a, really a void which shouldn't have existed if you had people, the higher ups, were actually promoting early treatment, which they weren't. So we we're proud of that. But even if with Omicron it's half as effective or even 25 percent as effective, uh, that's better than nothing for people. And as I've said, anecdotally, we've had people that have had their symptoms resolved after doing it uh, just in the last uh, month of doing this. So, so this is wrong what they're doing. Uh, and we have many people now who are very concerned because they were going to go in and get it today or tomorrow. And now they're being told that it would be illegal for a provider to give it to them. All based off one observational, non-peer-reviewed study. So what DeSantis is saying is that this study, this one study, was done in a lab, tested on cells, but not experimented with real human beings. His state, however, has been using this on humans, and these patients who have been seeking these treatments say it has helped. The FDA, when they halted this emergency use of these monoclonals, didn't even give Florida a couple of days to discontinue. I mean, at least let them use the rest of the treatment. Or why not give them a week or a month to end the treatments? But they didn't. They suddenly halted the use of it. Yes, the feds are still allowing the third type of monoclonal. The Food and Drug Administration has said that the third monoclonal antibody, citrovimab, does work against Omicron. But supplies are limited. Funny how the one that's supposed to work is nowhere to be found. But the two that we have, oh, no, you can't use those. Why the sudden halt? This seems suspicious. So they are saying it's peer-reviewed, but DeSantis is saying it's not. But if you look at the fine print, DeSantis is saying that the person involved happens to be a rival, somebody affiliated with a competitor drug to the two monoclonals that Regeneron and Eli Lilly is using. So this lends itself, again, to bias. Yeah, and I want to share with you, traders, how this current CDC has been totally dishonest in their studies, finagling data just to fit their agenda. I just recently learned how the CDC director, Walensky, has been touting multiple times on the news programs like MSNBC, C-SPAN, about this one Arizona study published back in September of 2021 where they did a study on schools that had mask mandates versus schools that did not have mask mandates. And, of course, the CDC director was saying, what do you think? Hey, the schools that had the mask mandates were more effective. She said it was three and a half times less likely to have an outbreak in schools in the ones that had the mask mandates versus the ones that did not. 
the schools that had the mask mandates had fewer COVID cases and outbreaks. Listen to Megyn Kelly discuss this. You're going to hear her play an audio of Walensky, the director, touting multiple times again on the news channels how effective these masks were in the school setting. And then you're going to hear Megan explain how this director and those who performed this study, what they did to tweak the results. We also uh, published a study out of Arizona that demonstrated that uh, places that had no masks in place were three and a half times more likely to have mm -hmm. outbreaks than places that did have masks in place. So a study that was done in Arizona, uh, published on Friday, that demonstrated that in jurisdictions that had um, masking early in their school year this year were three and a half times less likely to have outbreaks in the school. But the study that you're referring to in Arizona demonstrated that schools that had masks were three and a half times less likely to have a school outbreak than schools that didn't have masks. We have new science. You see, it, it goes on and on. But David Zweig, having dug into the previous studies touted by the CDC on masks and found them wanting, had questions. Three and a half times is a huge factor. Not even the previous, albeit largely unsound, studies touting masking had suggested that masks make a difference that big. So he decided to investigate the study's methodology. And here are a few highlights, highlights of what he found. One, the study cited more schools than exist in the counties observed. Mm. It compared schools that were open for three or four weeks with some that were open just two weeks. In other words, how do we know if a no mask mandate school, a more free school that saw more COVID cases, had an uptick because of its no mask mandate policy or simply because it had say, two extra weeks of classes factored into the results than the fully masked schools did. If I want to compare one school for 30 days that didn't have any masks with a school uh, over one day that had masks on, guess how it's going to turn out? <laughs> the school that's open 30 days is going to have more COVID cases. That doesn't say anything about masks. The study even cited masking data from schools that were still in virtual learning. Of course, virtual schools would have had fewer cases than in-person ones, right? This CDC director was banking that no one would investigate and question what was going on. Just comply. Don't look behind the curtain. Just listen to my lies. This administration has been lying to the public, trying to adjust studies to appear to what they want it to be. We cannot trust these people's studies. This is why DeSantis has been trying to tell the public about this, because the mainstream news networks will not. So as we stated in part one, Florida is no longer at the bottom of the list for the lowest death rate. Those stats from January the 12th have changed. I realize there are other factors involved, but we do want to point out hypocrisy and lies when we see this. Also, is this what we want? A limited supply of drugs that do work that only the federal government can distribute or halt at any moment? Tweaking studies that perpetuate their lies? That's how the Chinese government operates, and these people are no different. Why aren't states getting the monoclonal treatments that work? We have It's because we have a limited supply? Huh. Sound familiar? This happened under Trump. Just imagine how the media would be going nuts. They'd be condemning him nonstop and we wouldn't hear about anything else. So this leads us to this question. Why would our federal government do this? Why would they suddenly halt these two treatments based on a study that hasn't been proven on people 
just in a lab possibly, with the reason being it's ineffective against Omicron, but yet continue the vaccine that isn't any more effective against Omicron because when you have 75% of your patients vaccinated coming in who are seeking monoclonals, like DeSantis stated, it isn't working. Sorry, it just isn't any more effective against this variant either. You know, at no time has the mainstream media told the public how this federal government for the last year has been dispersing infected illegal immigrants across our country, allowing the spread to continue. Why is this? What are they gaining from it? And why would this federal government see DeSantis as more of an enemy than a teammate to partner with and to gain a victory for the whole team? Instead, they threw their weight behind Cuomo, who is putting COVID-infected patients inside state-run rest homes, allowing those people who are in there to become infected and die. Why? Because listen to what Rahm Emanuel said back in 2008, 2011, and at the height of the pandemic in 2020. Now, Rahm Emanuel used to be the mayor of Chicago and was the chief of staff under Obama. And listen to what he had to say in regards to this. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things that you think you could not do before. I'm going to play that again, just in case you miss it, because it is short. You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. And what I mean by that, it's an opportunity to do things that you think you could not do before. Use this pandemic, this crisis, that really is no longer a crisis, to change our country. To what? Communistic-style government. Socialist government. You might say, come on, Lennox, no way. Well, did you know that there were three attempts just last year in 2021 by the Democrat-led Congress to federalize our election system? It would have happened if there hadn't been some sensible Republicans and two Democrats who didn't capitulate, but rather blocked it in the Senate. It would have happened. Did you know that now the federal government has control over all healthcare workers due to the new ruling by the current Supreme Court, where Biden stated he didn't have the authority to issue the federal vaccine mandate, but he did it anyway. A victory scored for these Democrat wannabe communists. Never let a crisis go to waste, huh? A crisis is an opportunity to do what never could have been thought of doing. And yes, we know by definition, socialism is different from communism, but once all the power is put into the hands of the federal government, all freedoms are lost and never will be regained. Ensuring that these Democrats or whoever, these crooked people, will remain there too. And remember, I don't care who it is, Republican, Democrat, Independent, whoever is abiding by our Constitution and living by our laws is who we stand with. Whoever's doing the right lawful thing is who we stand beside. And right now that seems to be mostly Republicans. And whoever pursues the truth, like we do here on Truth is Now Treason, are the ones we stand with. Now, you may be thinking, this is a pretty dark episode. Where's the hope? Well, here it is, and it's really quite simple. Look at what these wannabe communists are doing to themselves. Biden's ratings are tanking. Those on the left on Congress are seen as fools. And, you know, we have a nation of people who are fed up with the destruction of our police force and those who refuse to lock up criminals. 
there's a ton of hope here when the Department of Justice is calling parents who dare to be involved in their children's education domestic terrorists. You know they're afraid of who we are. There is hope. And we can see it in the fear of the liars and the enthusiasm of those who are fighting for what is right. On top of all of this, we need to remember our hope cannot be in people or government because we will be disappointed every time. Currently, it needs to be in something much bigger and better and all-powerful. And we know what that something is. And if you don't, and you want to know what it is, listen to our Ultimate Treason series. And I would listen to all five episodes because I know you won't be disappointed. I'd skip the fifth episode. Lennox sings on that one. It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just joking. But I do want to point out, uh, as we close, I want you to like us on Facebook, follow us on Facebook, and give us comments on our Spotify episodes if you're using that platform. We want to hear from you guys. And if you really want to talk to us, send us an email at truthisnowtreason at gmail.com. Until next time, my fellow traders. traders.